Welcome back to Tay Time. How are you? How has things been? Not too bad, you know? <laughs> did you just ask and answer your own question? Yeah, I did. Because I'm allowed to. That's, that's, that's how, how it works. How you been? This is our podcast and I'm involved so I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know what? Boo. You know what? Bef- because I actually swear a lot in this podcast and you swear as well. Yeah. Well, mostly me. I always have to put, set it as explicit on Spotify. Really? Never that's an option. Yeah, you have to e explicit because it says curse words. Like, but then you know. does the same thing like go for like say Joe Rogan podcast or like Call yeah, Daddy? Yeah, explicit. Okay. It's like like music. Sure, think about it. The music that has the e means it has oh curse God. words. Otherwise, it's it's censored. You know, so I always have to set it as explicit. Wait, there are some episodes mean? I did not put as explicit though. Oh. Uh, but that's because we didn't actually curse as much in there, so I usually just leave it as like clean or whatever. But what do you mean by so the, the family friendly Christian channels can find it? Oh. What do you mean by they censor it? As in, like they bleep. Like if you were to put up a put out a song. No, like, no, I... no. As in, like think about how artists release safe work versions of their songs sometimes. Like, wow. No, that's right? not what I asked. Oh, you didn't, you, listen, do you didn't listen to my question. Oh, sorry. I I asked. Say I have a song where I'm cussing yeah. a lot. Yeah. I put out as uncensored. Like I put a safer work. Yeah. What does Spotify do? Nothing. So then, what's the point of adding that it's explicit? Because it's like letting the thing no is explicit but also i think if it is i obviously i'm not too sure because i didn't check it but i think if it is explicit and you put it as not explicit maybe they have like an audio ai that goes through and then sets it to explicit mm. or they just don't show it to anyone people yeah. <gasps> that would but, suck actually but yeah no either way uh, I'm not too sure. But yeah, no, I always put it as explicit because I curse like a motherfucker. <laughs> so, I mean, it's our podcast. We can do whatever. What no, like a sailor. Isn't that what the thing? Like a sailor. Because sailors curse a lot. That's do like, they? Like, that's the saying. Like a curse. I swear like a sailor. Yeah. What's the story behind that? I don't know. Ask a sailor. <laughs> I think because of pirates or sailors curse a lot. I don't know. Like, it, it's one of those things that, like, people say, but no one really knows. What's the story there? Any sailors listening or watching? you know please let us know <laughs> yeah no but it's not too bad like um but fun times for anyone who's in ireland you know it's just big been, news it's been announced that lockdown's over and by Ooh. lockdown i mean the pandemic's over i love that tiktok that you sent yesterday it's like <laughs> it's like the your man it's like uh the irish guy going like the irish government uh trying to say tell people to keep uh calm and actually still you know socially distance stuff while also uh letting it removing all restrictions and yeah. then everyone's like this it's party time let's go Martin. so let's let's do a demo you you, you party you, you party and let's i'll be the go, government let's go the pandemic isn't over but no the pandemic isn't over we're in an, like an endemic stage but like obviously it's obviously not over but restrictions are removed everything's back open so you better party let's go you know enjoy what's your yourself. plans are you planning to go wild no i actually let's go wild really more. the only thing wild. it does is allow me to go out again like besides that it doesn't really change my life like all i've been doing is working going to the gym and then seeing you and then going play some video games if i have time or like watching anime or something and then going back so but how then how is it how has the pandemic like affected your your work me mm. not really like like everything i do is from my computer anyway so like it doesn't really matter like we all work on our laptops so all it is, is just i'm not seeing people to face to face so mm. you know that's like the only downside but the thing is i like working from home personally oh, i like working really? from home. yeah i do i don't i don't need to have that 
face-to-face -face human interaction. I will say though that it is it does make life easier if you have that face-to-face -face interaction. Easier in things. what sense? I think just communication and like I don't know. There's something about being able to talk to someone face to face that's just like I know it feels different. Okay, you know, from but I feel like Zoom. I feel like you're describing this in a like it's easier to um resolve problems face to face it rather is. than it's nice to have human interaction no it's actually easier to resolve problems no face no no face. but i mean you're only speaking from a work sense yeah. it doesn't sound like you're missing the fun friendly side of oh, things I, you know the fun like once again i play so much fucking video games i don't give a fuck like <laughs> i really don't care like you know i'm used to like only interacting with people online and okay. like like some of the friends i have online are like people i've never met in real life you know so i'm used to like doing that fun friendly interaction over the internet so yeah. it's nothing strange to me you know but obviously but, while you were at work you were you were friendly interacting oh yeah with absolutely others. do you miss we that? were having bands like, yeah, yeah do you miss that part yeah that part i do like okay you know but you know what we'll do is probably once a week or once every few weeks we'll go into the office and have bands together so you know a day specifically for bands so oh you know, that's very that's, nice that's the plan that we're doing right now but so, how did it affect you and your job initially though um uh, was it like i'll tell you right now i know for a lot of people it did actually affect them like working from home like one of my roommates he um <clears throat> drew he he didn't really enjoy working from home that mm. much like he kind of enjoyed his start but he didn't enjoy fully working from home he likes kind of like a mix me i personally don't mind fully working from home obviously like i think it i think it depends on from person to person as to what you like and what you don't like me personally i have no problem working from home i quite enjoy working from home like you know because it, it just saves me time first mm -hmm. off you know so especially since i was the type of person i was getting up early like even though my i was like 15 minute walk away from the office like mm. but i would still get up super early because i i start work early usually i wake i wake up early like wake up like seven o'clock chill in bed or like for 30 minutes or whatever get ready and then uh i'm like start working around eight or whatever you mm. know assuming i'm not doing other stuff so like somewhere between eight and nine i'll like definitely be working but like now that's like my routine now but back then i was waking up seven o'clock getting ready doing whatever and I start walking to work and getting out work at like eight o'clock you know like or even before that <laughs> and, just, and then i'd be there like you know so i was like i not having to do that just made my life so much better bro yeah okay you know? i know a lot of people when they you know having to move from home like work remotely or whatever they talk about the whole like separation of oh being at home and the work environment and having that always around almost like oh it's always around me is really like difficult do you feel like you need at least like a separate room or God does no. it affect you at all doesn't matter i am i think i am mentally sturdy for this <laughs> okay. work from home situation it does like before when i was up in dublin it was grand because remember what i used to do was i had my like my table for my pc and stuff but then i had like this big dresser that went up to like halfway down my body like oh two-thirds or whatever it was okay. and then i would just put my laptop on top there and just stand up and work all day mm. and then I, that was technically my separation from my desk to my work office as okay. i as i did it but now back home in Kerry, i obviously don't have that so all i do is just i walk i work directly from my laptop but like i honestly uh, on my pc's desk anyway mm. and I honestly don't have any problems. Like I just like I was made for this, you know. You're made. You are. I was. I was made for. I like my productive productivity has not dropped. Like, really. Work wise, I'd say the only thing it's done for me is that my productivity for stuff outside of work has not increased because at work I couldn't do other things 
in like the down times, right? Like for example, let's say I like I did some code and I have to test it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's testing for 30 minutes. And let's say like I have no other code to work on in that between that 30 minutes or I have no documentation to write up or anything. I can literally like put on something on the TV. I just like enjoy that for like 30 minutes before and then go back. I couldn't do that at work. Yeah. But now I'm getting the best of both worlds where in my downtime at work, I can actually do stuff I enjoy on the side. Or like go on your phone. Was that an issue in the office? You know, yeah, or go on my phone or stuff like that, you know. But the thing is like what I used to do before is like for stuff like that, we just go upstairs and like maybe like chill, play pool or go have a chat with someone, you know. But like obviously like it's a lot easier. Like those are also things that are nice that I do kind of miss of like being in the office, being able to do that like the human interaction stuff, you know, that like mm-hmm. it's nice, like, you know, seeing seeing anyone I'm working with, chatting, having a good time. Like, those are nice, but overall, like, honestly, it's not that deep for me. I don't mind it, you know? Like, I, That's interesting. I'm one of those guys. Are you so. just saying this just in case any of them listen, yeah? Covering, no, no, covering no, your no, ass, covering ass that you no, like honestly. spending time with them. <laughs> no, I honestly do enjoy it. Like, even, like, my team, I do enjoy being my team. I enjoyed, like, a lot of the guys that I knew in the office and stuff, you know, having, having a good time with them. You know, that part is fun. But overall, like... Uh, I'm I'm good with it. I'm good without it, essentially. And with whatever. And with whatever. Um. Yeah. So then, if they completely remove the whole human interaction every like a week, every two weeks, whatever the plan will be, you wouldn't be mad about it. No, I wouldn't be mad. I oh. think it'd be perfectly fine. I'd have no issues with it, honestly. Like you know, and so like well, obviously like everyone's different. As I said, there are people who really do like being in the office all the time. There are people who don't like being in the office at all and there are people who are in the middle ground and they're good with either one or either they want like a little bit more of one and then the other i feel like everyone just has to try like if your work allows it you know you try to get to like you adapt to your own uh what's it called work schedule that kind of like suits you and then besides that like there's nothing to worry about do you think especially working in like the tech field yourself right do you think that the option of working from home makes a lot more jobs more attractive nowadays or yeah i would say like for like recently um retention problem retention has been a big problem in the tech industry as a whole right now because everyone's moving around everyone's moving to different places and they're all moving to things that suits them mm-hmm. like a, like you have a big push of people like even companies that reach out to me now right or like recruiters that reach out to me like one of the things they always put is like fully remote work fully fully, uh, remote, fully yeah. remote work you know and blah 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 de, blah de, blah the whole spiel and, work, I'm like, and you know, when you say fully remote does it mean like work from whatever wherever no, like, or you see the thing is the boundaries Fully remote does not actually mean like I'm in Ireland. I can now fly off to London and work there for a few months or whatever the hell. That's actually not worse because European laws work differently from the way your work can do things. Well, you know. Because the way it works is you can only legally stay in a country for X amount of time before you have to start paying tax to that, even if you as a European citizen, you know, so if you're working there. When you say pay tax to that, you mean like on top of the tax you're already paying yeah, in the exactly. country or? Yeah, but the thing is, it's sticky. They, they, no one really likes doing it. No one likes dealing with it. So, and all that stuff. So essentially the way it is you have to have a permanent address mm-hmm. and that's where you get taxed. And then you, if you are going to go to another country, you can only go for X amount of periods of time and then go back to your permanent address and so on and so forth. It's like a rolling 12-month period type thing. So They don't want to deal with it. Yeah, they yes. don't want to deal with it. So like, that's kind of how it works. But it means like within Ireland, like let's say I was fully remote in Ireland, I can move and live anywhere I want in Ireland. Like, you know, so. I mean. It's not too bad. At least that. It's the least they can do. No. I wonder if because of this whole remote work, it would mean that Ireland overall as a country is going to become more populated in like the rural areas where it's, you know, cheaper to live. I guess it depends on like, how much like people actually start, like how many 
companies start implementing full remote. I don't give a shit about full remote, to be honest. What I give a shit about them is fucking implementing the four-day work week. Okay. <laughs> that's that's okay. the peak thing I want. Like, is that know, in the talks? Do you know any inside information? Key, probably, I'd say in the talks. Honestly, like, share. We we randomly get four day work weeks here and there. Like, and I've heard other companies getting okay. four day work weeks. I'm sure England actually just um introduced a thing uh for six months of doing a four day work week trial. What, all over England. All well, or tech sector. Like all over England, but like a com- your company has to go. Oh. and take part in the trial and so on and so forth but i assume so, this so, doesn't like apply for like shops or no 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 yeah no, no, so no, it's no. just like office jobs uh, exactly so but uh, a few com- tech companies have applied for i've done it at their part of the trial because i think the way they're doing it is that they reimburse you x amount of amount you know for like the loss possible loss in money for the oh. that extra day that you're doing for six months or whatever it is i was reading there um recently and so but yeah um they're they're trialing that for a few companies that are, have opted in already you know to try to test out the 40 work week to see if it does increase productivity interesting yeah, interesting so. what's your take will it will it not i think it depends on some people like um spread out the workload or whatever so they would have to adjust their workload to a four-day work week and i feel like if you can successfully do that you might as well personally i think like honestly like f- for most of the time i always feel like friday is the, is the day that does the less amount of you get the less least amount of stuff done because there's not much left you're wrapping up for the week or whatever so essentially you could do all that on like like half the work I do on a Friday most of the time is work I could easily do on a Thursday evening if mm. I really wanted to, okay. you know? So like if I was to do that and they were giving me Friday off, easily I could fit all my workload within a four day work week. And that way it's done in four days and then I have three days to relax <laughs> and chill and do whatever. Cause two days is just not enough. Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is like, Oh, on Thursday, you're purposely leaving some stuff to do on Friday. Yeah, exactly. So you have something to do. Yeah. Like, but obviously sometimes what I'll do is I'll do all my stuff and then on friday i'll do whatever like miscellaneous other stuff is there you know like whether it's writing up documentation doing what? this do that doing what oh miscellaneous sorry freaking hell how did you say it the first time miscellaneous items how did you say it the first time miscellaneous miscellaneous yeah sorry english is not my first language <laughs> despite the fact that everyone thinks i have an american accent even though i don't but yeah no um miscellaneous items like writing a documentation doing this reaching out to people this all that stuff so i leave that for friday so it's not too bad it'd be interesting to see and i hope that there's some progress in that direction but i also hope there isn't going to be like overworking people for the four days because i know in the tech sector i feel like you guys like you know maybe you can no but you know the work that's like um like there's counts on like it's like you have to have a certain amount of things done oh like stuff that you know like like ticket like if you're ticketed so they have to do x amount of tickets or stuff like that like in like in support roles or stuff like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. support roles where like you get bonuses based off how many tickets you can play and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i hope it doesn't affect them in like that whole like crunching everything into four days when well they could have gotten i think those ones wouldn't move to a four day work week i think would be because like most of those work are shift work anyway like even in our office like they do kind of like shift roles and stuff like that. So they do X amount on, X amount off, X amount on and off and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, because there's a lot of us, they do like, you know, 
like they do the five days or mm. six days or seven days but they do x amount of hours a day or whatever so it depends like you know obviously it depends on the tech company what role you're in and all that stuff it all those things change from place to place i guess if the company can afford it yeah exactly so but like for support and stuff like that that would have to definitely be that's that's already seven days a week like that's already seven day a week job. oh that's true yeah. that's <laughs> like, true that's like, true you know, that's true you know like that's already seven day. like there's always support on like it's not like the whole like when they say four days a week work week they mean for the people who can they don't mean for every like the, it's not like the whole company is running is running monday <laughs> to thursday and then thursday in the evening everyone stop what you're doing <laughs> everything's offline Friday's here, go home. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. It's not like Christmas Day. Yeah, exactly. Um, So then obviously with the same work for sales roles. Yeah, I think they would also probably be like mm, four day work week for them. It depends obviously on the company. Like, but like, obviously if you can finish your, hit your sales targets within four days, that's fucking class anyway. Yeah. Right? So I mean, like, well, it's not four days, but I mean like with, if doing it four days a week for like whatever quarter and you can hit your sales targets and yeah, that's sick. Well, if you can't, obviously you'd have to work on the Friday or whatever, or work over more, you know, just, but like, obviously it's like, depending on if there are other people there to pick up your calls. Yeah. You know? I get so, you. Yeah. Interesting. It's an so, interesting take. Yeah. No, it's not too bad. So, but yeah, no, I I know. I feel like all those stuff is like kinda like the way to the future. Like, you know, there's there's actually this um girl on TikTok, uh, Jewelster Pack. She does kinda like uh infographic news stuff and it's very focused on like current generation like working styles and uh how they uh consume social media and all these other things. And like she has pretty interesting stuff, like it's based off news, like and stuff like that. And mm. like she talks a lot about like the whole like you know how nowadays the current generation doesn't want to be working for as long what work-life balance is the most important to them all these things so these are all things that like companies like obviously but this is mostly in the tech field you know that this is happening because because you guys can afford to you know you can afford it obviously but like it if it gets big it, it can trickle down the line and stuff or either like for example let's say people are like fuck this i don't want to do that i'm gonna try find a job like you see that a lot on tiktok now that you see people saying how i move from x from whatever job into the tech sector yeah, yeah, you know yeah. without having to ever touch code and that's getting a big popular thing so if you had a situation where a lot of your workforce is leaving your place to go to the tech sector and whatever degree they can get in you're gonna probably have to start doing stuff to attract them to stay in your yeah that's true you like know. you said the more companies that do it the easier it's gonna be for people to leave to yeah. strive for better yeah, exactly. So, like, and if if you have to do a little bit of study to get up there, like, it's actually worth it, you know, long term. So. And the money's better. Anyway, so. <laughs> Are yeah. you willing to put your work life balance before? I don't know. Pay a paycheck. Yeah. God, no, I love. But you're no, no, no. Like you're still, because I mean, like if you're going to a tech company, your paycheck is getting better and your work life balance is getting better. Yeah, so there exactly. is no, there's no L's. L's at all. There's no L's unless you're becoming a software engineer, then you have to <laughs> add the mental taxation of depression but besides that everything is good hey you have to make it sound attractive yeah yeah money uh, no no like money. the job you know no, money come on i'm sure there's people in your in your company who who love coding yeah there yeah but they also probably love money too no obviously yeah but i just so, mean like the job itself oh yeah selling, people who enjoy you know? it. Like, not every single aspect <laughs> it's all like you enjoy the parts you get to do that's that what every enjoy, job though but not the whole thing like yeah. it, i don't think there's any engineer that the entire time they're like yes this is amazing i love this 
whole thing from start to finish it's like i love this part i love this part i love this part i don't like you i don't like you i don't like you (laughs) i think that's what every job though i think it's you know it's like working in you're working in a retail store right and you just like arranging stuff but you're not gonna like people giving out to you for no reason yeah exactly it's just just like parts of life that you have to deal with you know you have to balance it out like is it is it worth it is it worth the mental taxation is it worth the taxation without representation (laughs) (laughs) maybe Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's interesting i think it'll be interesting to see where we go after the this whole pandemic obviously it's not over but you know what i mean pandemic isn't over it's over um like be interesting to see what like what the working world will look like that can you know afford to do the whole work yeah it'll take a it'll take a few i think it'll take a few iterations obviously like nothing's gonna happen over night yeah i think it's gonna take at least like well into like my brothers or even the younger he, the generation below him when they start working i think that's when we're going to really see the big change so that's not so for like next. september no no my youngest brother oh okay yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, like what no, no so like i think it'll take about five plus years around that before we see the big impact of what all this starts to do you know with com- companies moving i think i think within the next decade that's when we'll see oh, boo. what changes have made oh what I'm too old then. Like, yeah. I've. That's not fair. That's not my problem at all. That's a personal problem. Sounds like a. Personal problem. Personal to problem me. to me. <laughs> no, but it'd be interesting. I think it'd be nice to take advantage of whatever's out there. But I'm sure a lot of other pressures are going to come out from mm. other ends. And of course, of course. Other problems are going to arise. So. But it's interesting. Yeah. So. I heard you got some stuff on the menu for us today that you brought in that you want us to discuss in it. Who told you that? I saw you writing it when you came into your room. What if I was writing like some deep personal bullshit. letters? Some bullshit. bullshit. To myself. Bullshit. What if I was writing in my diary? I don't even have a diary. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, I was just scrolling through TikTok, you know, and I, I realized like we discussed so many Reddit stories because spend a lot of time on reddit you spend a lot of time on reddit um but you know we also spend a lot of time on tiktok so there's always like very interesting stories that you know come up there and like random things there's just a random story that i saw and i I wanted to really hear your take on it right so okay basically there's this family okay with six kids six kids is too much kids it's it's already flag number one right but the eldest daughter has been taking care of the other five kids while growing up just raising them whatever eldest sibling problems if you know you know yeah exactly but at the age of 15 she moved out by herself okay Um, wait she moved out of her house at 15 years old yeah she yeah she's working oh fending for herself i know crazy um but then she got a call from her mom telling her that she better be ready at the age of 18 to take custody of all five kids what um so <laughs> yeah repeat um so i just found it really interesting because when i looked at the comments it was very split on like as to oh should she take them on should she not and obviously you have siblings and stuff and like you at age of 18 with your five five siblings that you have to take care of what yes. what what do you do yeah, that's wild. But the thing is, I guess, is it a situation where it's like if she doesn't take care of the siblings, well, if they she doesn't become the guardianship, they just they just throw them out. They just throw those kids out. Uh, no, they put them through the system. Yeah, but yeah. they're throwing them out. Is yes, what I'm saying. Th- yeah. they just toss them out and toss them out. Like, Yo, you fend for your own in the system. Um, 
fall. That's a, I think me as I am, I would take care. I wouldn't put my siblings underneath me. Obviously, like I think this was in America, right? Yeah. Yeah, which means government aid is out the window. Minimal. Well, it's minimal. It's there, but it's minimal. But, and um, there's a lot of diff, like a lot of hard. It sounds like there's a lot of hard work yeah, to get yeah. any form of help. Yeah, of course, because like if this was in Ireland. I would literally get so much aid from the government. Like, I literally would get paid per kid as yeah. well, just because I'm taking care of them. I think you know, that might be situation. the case in the U.S. as well, though. Uh, yeah, but I don't know, like, what... I, I think it depends on state to state on how much you get, so on and so forth, all that stuff. Yeah. Right? So, either way, like, whether I was in the States or whether in Ireland, I'd still take care. Like, those are my brothers, sisters, whatever, you know? I would definitely... Like, obviously, I'd have to try to figure out a way. It'd, it'd be hard. And, like, we're going to be eating a lot of pot noodles, but, like, you know, I do it. I, I don't know. Especially since, like, it's not like you're estranged to them. You get me? As in, like, if it was, like, siblings you never really knew, you never really cared about, I wouldn't have a problem just being like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Put it in the system. That oh, That's unfortunate, but it is what it is, right? But I feel like it would be hard seeing that I've raised them myself, you know, for a long time. But and, like, looked after if you them. think about it, right, this is like someone who raised them up to the age of 15. So she must have been raising them from age of what, 12? Well, not necessarily. As in like you can be taking care of your siblings from like 7, 8. Like not necessarily like cooking for them or cleaning for them. Oh, like, I'm know, sure like, she has. You know. But I feel like by so, age of like when she was a teen, a lot more responsibility was on her shoulders. I, uh, like with, cooking with for way, them. The way these parents are shitty, I wouldn't be surprised if it was earlier than that, honestly. That's true. Like, but uh, either way, like... I would, I would take care of I said, Like, if right now my parents were to, like, be like, yeah, screw all you, kick all you, I would take care of Boston Bessie, like, yeah. you know, I like that, and that's... Wait, that's you right now? You know. How about you at 18, going was, through college? I would have still done it. Okay. Do you, you know? drop out of college? Yeah. No, I would do, I try to do everything, like, that's, okay. you just try your best. So, what happens, know? like, do you get, like, Because, like, you, realistically, you don't have to take care of them like that, like, every day, you get me? As in, like, you just need to be able to provide for them but these are five siblings so the ages between them must be quite high i assume some of them are toddlers i'm gonna tell the other ones to take care of the other ones and i'm like here's some money uh everyone's raising each other essentially yeah you know like you 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 just gotta try to figure out what you're gonna figure out like i i couldn't like they're my siblings i couldn't they're my blood i couldn't just throw them out so so then what did you say like you're in college right you're not in the same state do you take them all with you? Do you have to find a place there? What yeah. if the government can only fund you in the specific state you're in? You know, like... Do you move back home? Do you, it, like... Well, those are the type of stuff that you literally just do. Like, one... Like, let's say you have, you can stay in the same state. You try to bring them in with you. Let's say if you're in a dorm, you obviously have to leave the dorm and try to find somewhere that's going to allow you... Like, whether it's one bedroom and we all sleep on the freaking floor and yeah. on our, or whatever. Or if it's, like... In a different state you see if there's a possibility especially since it's in this day and age see is there a possibility for me to do my classes online you talk to your lecturer you talk to the department and you tell it explain them your scenario and i would hope they would be able to do sort something out for you you know mm-hmm. obviously it's extra work or whatever or whatever but you just try to see what you can do you know like in the end of the day like and obviously the biggest thing that could the worst case scenario is that you make the sacrifice of like giving up your education working a normal job and doing it so they can go through do whatever to to fend on their own eventually and then that would be enough for you uh to keep you going and being like hey 
at least. And then if any of them make it, they'll remember you and be able to take take nicely yeah. to you, you know, or whatever. But like in the end of the day, you don't do it for that. You do it because they're your siblings and you love them and care for them. Like, what you if know? you don't want to? If you don't want to, that's fine. Should, I like, I would never shame someone for not okay. wanting to do that. Okay, that's their own decision. That's their own prerogative. Because as I said, everyone has their own different scenarios. Like you know, everyone's different. Like it depends on what you think you can take off what you can't like and if you feel like you're like i genuinely don't want to do this because i don't think i can do it or i genuinely don't want too much do pressure because, or because i don't care about them that much they're not like i'm not that i closely, i wouldn't oh, care. i feel like it's unfair to even say like that bring up like caring about them because this person def- definitely cares i think yeah. it's a decision of like this will be so mentally tasking yeah. for me i don't think i can do it yeah no but i'm saying if they even had they said they actually i just don't care about them I'm not even talking about. Oh, you you mean how you would view them? Yeah, if they, okay. yeah. Like even if they literally told me, I literally just don't give a shit about these kids. Yeah. I don't want them. I wouldn't give you shit about it either. Like that's like that's your own decision. It's not my place to say. You know, I can only tell you what I would do in my position, and you decide to do what you do in your position. Yeah. You know. Type of thing. I think it's rough. It sounds like a very rough home because even in the comments are like, oh, could you talk to like an auntie, extended fa- family, yeah, something yeah. who can help you? Yeah. And the girl responded was like, oh, um. I, I they all know what my mom is like they don't they're not willing to help us yeah i think it's just such a toxic and sad environment to grow up in because like why do adults have like kids like that and, and not wanting kids yeah because they're fucking idiots like what oh like, my god it's, it's so always upsetting. the it's always the people who don't deserve it or whatever and they get a bunch of fucking kids and they can't even do shit and then they it's there and then the kids are off fending for themselves you know it's so, so upsetting like just don't have, have kids and then, you have, and then you have people who would love to fucking raise a kid not saying they would be good at it but like they want to anyway yeah they at least have the want and they can't even have some so like no it's it's the way the world's unfair you know very oh i'm thinking what i would do um, i think it if it's five of them i don't think i could do it yeah. but i would really want to so I don't know. Like I really don't know. Like if it was, I don't even know. Nah, me, hundred percent. I struggle mm. through. I do it. I I could not do it. I'd literally forgo all my life ambitions yeah. just to raise my siblings. Like I think I'm too selfish. You know, I like I'm a very selfish person, but I feel like I don't know. I, I when it's like someone I grew up with, and I like I because I think about my two brothers now. Mm-hmm. I if there was a scenario any time in the last few years that my parents were like yeah we could do whatever they even did they died or whatever i wouldn't let them just i would take care of them. yeah no i think me know. right now at this point 100 i'm taking care of anyone <laughs> me at 18 was not me at 18 didn't know what the fuck i was doing honestly i was i didn't even want to go to college as i kind of went to college um I, like i would have just been so confused and not know what to do and i think the pressure of like having to take care of myself and growing up myself and other siblings and like this is very common especially like in romania with families with like lots of kids and the oldest are raising uh, everyone and stuff so it's not like a new story that like i would have heard of like i i was very familiar with, with this kind of idea it's just like being in the west and like being 18 and just being like confused as hell and like you know it's like i'm depressed mm-hmm. but i think i think deep down like i would have taking them on and i think ireland provides a very good system to yeah like that's one thing i do think ireland definitely does give a better system for stuff like that obviously i could be wrong like i I could but i from my own personal experience i do know one person who had to take care of her brothers because obviously give it granted she was much older uh she was much older and like so but she had to take care of three of these kids and she got paid by the government to take care of the kids you know and then she's 
like and then she also still got all the kid the benefits as well you know like child support and stuff like that separate from the money the government was giving her for per kid yeah like because they're like this is your this is your full-time job essentially you know it is it really is though so they're paying her and stuff like that so and they still pay her to this day even like i think it's up until uh they're 18 she doesn't get paid for them anymore or something like that so or or whatever it is but yeah no like I think Ireland provides but a I think support like, system for that. Ireland, like even after eighteen, if there's the kids are still like struggling or are still struggling yeah. with the kid, they still will help you. There are other yeah, ways. There are ways, there are ways. It's just you know a different yeah, kind no, of take. So, but it's, in America, it's definitely a lot harder. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know. This kind of reminded me of the story. I remember we were looking at in sociology, right? And I think it was in Czech Republic, and there was this. There were a lot, like, the Roma community was quite big there, and there were a lot of them were having kids, and, you know, whatever. And the government kind of got involved in taking the females to do, like, tests on them or whatever, to make sure that they're healthy or whatever. But when they were doing this, they were tying their tubes without their consent, without anyone knowing. Damn. I know, it was crazy. And then there were essentially laid down the line like they were getting a lot of shit from the husbands because they were like why aren't you like reproducing children you know them kids like i'm popping them pills it was crazy (laughs) and you know talking about it like in class and stuff and it it was resurfaced like the whole story to like the public and whatever i guess it just didn't get enough attention but it was just so crazy to discuss this and it's just like oh my goodness like how how is that legal how is that allowed you know without their consent or yeah this was czech republic oh sorry in czech republic so and yeah and like the it's the roma communities that don't give a shit about them so you know they were discriminated against so and they just didn't want them to reproduce more and more yeah people to take care of essentially which is exactly that's wild that's wild fuck that Fuck those doctors. <laughs> Breaking the... The law. The, the, the oath. Yeah, I think when they were asked about it, they were like, oh, no, we didn't do that. Yeah, no. Oh, really? That's so crazy. Breaking your doctor's oath. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, Another topic that obviously is very talked about nowadays and whatever, and I think you're a good enough person to have on the podcast to talk about this, are NFTs. And a lot of um, women feel like they're falling behind and letting like you know men are fully ahead and like taking advantage of this and like females want to be part of this while it's still like you know a hot topic a hot topic so well, to be honest like nfts are here to stay like the, yeah. con- the concept of NF- nfts like you have to look at it overall so nft stands for non-fungible token right meaning non-exchangeable yeah. tokens just in case because i haven't heard the word fungible before yeah, fungibility you know so uh it's a non-fungible token and everyone when you think of nfts now because of just like the way you're thinking of jpegs you're thinking of pictures on the internet right because that's how it's used generally but, i think even when like looking it up and stuff it, it focuses on like video audio and photos yeah but it is video audio and photos and that is what it is like anything you can transfer over the internet like mm-hmm. but what i mean is everyone's looking at it from the photo perspective right now right? Oh, okay everyone's looking at it as like jpegs on the internet you know all these crypto punks monkeys board eight yacht clubs all these things that you're looking people at, you know all these things you're like you're like what is this you know but you have to look at it as in like nft the concept of it is here to stay because the mm. idea is we're trying to move to web 3 the metaverse all these hot buzz words that are out the there. the meta you know <laughs> so like the idea is 
what NFTs is, is about unique ownership. So it's to say that I own this thing. And yes, hardy ha, you can take a screenshot, take a picture, yeah. And it's like, I have it now too. Yes, you do. But you're not, what as in for this specific address on this blockchain, right? On whatever crypto network it is, the owner of it is this account mm-hmm. here, right? Mm-hmm. So that means they are the rightful owner or something, you know? The same way as in... If I was, obviously, this is a hypothetical because this is literally would never happen. If I was to buy the Mona Lisa and hang it up on my wall and I have the certificate of authenticity that this is the Mona Lisa and I am the owner, Farouk Vladi owns the Mona Lisa. You guys can all have your own fake Mona Lisas out there, <laughs> but it's not the real Mona Lisa. Yeah. Like yours is selling for five bucks. Mine is selling for ungodly amount of some money, of right? Of course. Because it's the original. It's the proper thing. So... This is interesting. It's a very interesting concept as we're moving towards like, you know, Ready Player One kind of world. And if you haven't seen the movie or the books or whatever, very, very good. But it's basically kind of saying that we're moving towards a more like, you know, virtual world. And so in a virtual world, like a screenshot that you have of something wouldn't matter, right? Yeah. Like like, it's it wouldn't matter anyway. Like you can have it and you can put it on your wall, but like when it comes to there's no like it, you tag next to it that says yeah exactly that's sure. real essentially you can't sell it you know yeah because you have to remember like the idea of the metaverse or web 3 is that with the reality we have right now we're going to have, to have that as well virtually mm-hmm. you know the idea is i'm going to be able to sit at this table here in a fake virtual world i can use an avatar of myself uh which is actually a pretty cool project if you, you guys want to check it out it's called meta hero meta hero i'm gonna write that down uh if you want to check it out essentially what it does is like a bunch it's like this massive rig with cameras and stuff and literally like if you sit in it it digitizes you it makes a virtual version of you yeah right so essentially it's called like you know meta hero and uh, the way it works is like it digitizes you so like let's say i have a meta hero avatar which is myself right and then blah de blah de blah I'm sitting here at this virtual desk in this virtual world, virtual room, talking to you. You can be whatever you want. You know, you can use your own character, your own whatever. Right? Avatar, I guess. I, I, whatever avatar you want, you know? It reminds this. me of that what was that game? Um Invu? Im- do you remember Invu? Oh yeah. Or sure, uh VR chat. Yeah. VR chat. But I, I just I feel like people would be familiar with Invu, right? don't know Invu's you don't know Envu? So. oh my god was this this big thing i like know it like but i don't know how much people would actually okay remember. fair enough but uh, i try to give an example okay <laughs> but yeah no essentially like you have a virtual chat or whatever you're inside a virtual world and like obviously the initially first it will be through like a virtual reality you know rigs you know that's how we're going to first experience it obviously the super big uh, thing in the end of the day is for to have full dive technology shout out to the SAO fans like uh, but the idea is you have this kind of thing you lay down and it connects to your nerve endings I mean to your brain as signals so essentially you you when you look it's you're actually using your senses mm. so if you feel everything touch everything oh, wow. see do you everything have to wear way, like specific gloves or well obviously we don't know how it, the idea is that you just put on the thing it connects your brain intercept so instead of you every time you want to send a brain signal because you know every time you're doing something you're sending brain signal so instead of sending brain signals to your body it sends it to the machine wow. and so you do everything that you were trying to tell your body to do inside the game Jeez. not inside the, so but can i get buff in game <laughs> obviously but you could just you could just slide to something that would make you no 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 like irl through the game because you're not sending nursing nurses to your body your body is gonna be flaying there (laughs) like a vegetable vegetable, you know (laughs) so you're done you know but uh yeah no okay so nfts right um 
why are they why do they seem so expensive to buy because they're on the ethereum network which is expensive as hell what's ethereum so ethereum is a smart contract network which what it means is essentially is it's a series of blockchains which is just a series of ledgers right like no like books so mm-hmm. essentially you have a book i have a book there are lots of copies of these book that contains the information for every single transaction on this network right so when you make a transaction of uh, you give me something mm-hmm. for one ethereum and uh what's it called you give me something i give you one ethereum right and then i let's say i had five ethereum let's say you had zero ethereum and now you now have one Ethereum. I have four Ethereum. Then that's updated across all the ledgers, so mm-hmm. everyone knows what 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 the current you know uh, amount is for each of us. Right? So the type of like currency. See, yeah, exactly. But and then does it become difficult considering how volatile it is, though? Obviously, like those are things that are, we work on and stuff. But also the thing is, even for you to just do that transaction, it costs a, a small amount of Ethereum for you to do that transaction so you have to point pay, pay point whatever but the thing is ethereum is n- is crazy for gas fees so like gas fees is like what you use to like essentially tip the person who does that transaction for us right the computer that does that transaction that allows us to do that transaction you tip them so they're ethereum, making bank then you know, so, so they can do they're whatever yeah they're mi- like that's what uh ethereum mining means you know that you're 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 doing the one you're doing well you're one of the nodes who are doing all those transactions and stuff like that right so the idea is and anyone can do that if you want look it up and see if you can make money off it like you make small amount but like it's still better than nothing and uh but so and then nfts you know are usually on the ethereum network mm-hmm. you know so essentially when you create an nft when you mint it's called minting an nft what it does is it creates that thing and attaches it to an ethereum address and then it, it lets you know who that's why it's like real ownership because then that thing has an ethereum address and mm. that ethereum address is on my ledger okay i own it you know will you forever have your mm. name on it even if someone else owns it no it's, so essentially the way it works is there's a transaction history for that because it's also an ethereum it's an ethereum blockchain. and everyone can see this so everyone can see it okay. you can go on ether scan and it can show you who owned it who they sold it to when it was sold and then all the his all the okay. history of how it's moved around and who the current owner okay. is, of course. That's and then, the whole then idea. I assume, and let's talk about this part of thing. Um, it would show the creator, like yes, yeah, the, the, yeah. It, Well, the Ethereum address that created it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so let's talk about the create creating part. How do I create something? You can create anything. An NFT. Uh, you like go do some digital art. Uh, upload it onto your computer. Go to OpenSea. Create create mint nft like create an nft you upload whatever you want whether it lets you use a, a photo as you said like that you created digital art and you pay a bit of ethereum because that's the thing you have to pay so i have to pay you have to pay to sell to do anything okay on the ethereum network it costs ethereum and when you say pay so, is this part of like is this gas fees or gas fees, gas fees exactly. and or is it just no, gas just fees because okay. you have to like put on the network okay you know oh, okay. and then like you, you're essentially using up their space yeah exactly so you you put up on the network to, so it's so it can be assigned an ethereum address and you need ethereum to do that you okay. know so and you pay a gas fee and then it boom wabam anyone can go and buy that now and the beauty about having creating your own nft is that you can you can get royalties off that so you can set the royalties like on OpenSea that every time this does a transaction from one account to another mm. based you get x amount percentage of oh. that ethereum so you can say i'll get five percent 
10% whatever amount, you know, royalties for that. Ethereum. Okay, so, so the creator can... So the creator will forever constantly yeah, be make money getting off paid it. As, long as, the, as long as the NFT is being changed. But obviously, like, the space is crazy. Lots of people in the space. And, like, kind of back to the whole girls in the NFT space. There's actually plenty of women in the NFT space. Like, if you really want to get into nfts whether it's if you're just interested in technology whether you're interested in the space whether you're interested in money whatever it is twitter is the big thing for it mm. twitter is the golden goose for the nft space everyone who does anything with nfts is twitter like as in everyone's talking about it and then the communities that mm. are built for like specific projects and stuff is housed on discord Mm-hmm. right so they work in intertwined so like there are big people in the nft space talk tweeting uh, talking about nft projects they're going into NFT projects they're starting all these other things and they're talking about nfts as a whole and then if they're if they have a project they usually have a discord community where everyone who's interested in the project and they create like a little world for themselves a little community where they talk about that specific project talk about all that stuff and it's it's pretty cool mm-hmm. so twitter and discord are the real big things like if you're trying to get into the nft space go on twitter look up uh, you can as uh, like follow the nft topic yeah see all these nft stuff see some projects you like go into their discord mm-hmm. become part of the community see if you can get the nft you know like obviously it costs money like all these like that's the thing there's that's a bit thing it's a big barrier to entry obviously mm-hmm. but the thing is even projects like let's say pfp projects is a real big thing which is profile picture right you all know what pfps are so essentially like, where you create x amount of these nfps uh, nfts that are randomly generated right different characters different whatever art style whatever and um you can obviously use it as a profile picture you can use it for whatever and and like in the nft space everyone's using them as their like things like if you look at me on twitter it's an nft that's, that's my profile picture hey you screenshot you know? it huh? did you screenshot that the no i didn't screenshot that one <laughs> no, no, not that one no, no, not no, that no. one i own a few nfts the full disclosure like what what's it called uh yeah no like i'm i'm in the nft space myself and i like it's it's cool it's enjoyable and um but yeah no pfps like for example what they usually do is like ten thousand random nft uh profile pictures and you can like you can try to get it so when usually when these projects are coming out you can get whitelisted which means it allows you to be the first to be guaranteed x amount so that means like you can get them for cheaper so like mm-hmm. instead of for like 0.2 ethereum right because obviously when they sell in the in the secondary market they can be sometimes if it does well it can be astronomically expensive like we're talking two plus ethereum some like the board yacht, yacht club right now i think the floor price which means the cheapest you can buy one board eight yacht club on open right now i think it's like 80 ethereum Damn, yeah. maybe. And Ethereum, well, obviously, That's Ethereum crazy. is cheapest chips right now. If you want to try as buying up, well, depending <laughs> on when you're seeing this, it's like 2,000 euro. So, you know, um, just going back to when you mentioned that, oh, there's a lot of women in the space. Yeah. I agree, there's a lot of women, but we can't pretend that there are a lot more males. Oh, absolutely, in the there's space. a lot more. And I think it's, I think more women should. Even like even if they don't get involved in creating, selling, yeah. I think it's the knowledge um, that's just like really really good to have. Um, regardless of where you get it from, even if you're just googling it on Wikipedia, yeah. just know stuff. Yeah, getting information. No stuff. I think everyone in our even generation like should get not even just forget about NFT specifically, uh, crypto, Web three, mm-hmm. metaverse. I feel like these are things you should be like looking into. You, you're sure you don't have to full dive, deep dive into it, but just get some knowledge because this is where the next big money is. Like honestly, like right now, like you know the big money is 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 it's all text based. Like this is text based, obviously, but big money is social media. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Facebook, 
Google, TikTok, uh, TikTok, Netflix, all these type of kind of like streaming social media. That's where the big billion dollar companies are right now. Right? Yeah. The next billion trillion dollar companies are all going to be in, in the NFTs and in the crypto Web3 um, decentralized DeFi, uh, decentralized finance space, all this stuff. That's where the future is, you know, because we're going to move towards we're we're inevitably moving towards a digital world. No, like, humans will never be mm-hmm. like, obviously, reality is whatever we make it. But we we're reaching our limits. Essentially, we always want more. We're getting more. Ingrained. And we are working towards more. The tech field you know, is always we, working towards more. We want to be like, as I said, you want to be inside the game. You want to be doing this. Yeah. You want to be doing that. You want like I want like and I think um the pandemic really showed that as in like I need to be able to connect to my family across the world when I can't see them anymore. Yeah. And do I want to just be looking at a Zoom screen to do that? Or do I want to be inside a fake world and also having a good time and chatting as well at the same time? You yeah. Because like, the beauty of it is like you can create uh, digital worlds, you know, like you can create massive fantasy lands and you can go yeah. explore and they look it, amazing you know, too and they look they amazing look beautiful and obviously as like technology goes it gets more advanced it gets better and essentially like that's what you're gonna be doing in your spare time you know like even if you're gonna yeah. like let's say you can have coffee with your friends in real life but you can also be like hey guys let's just hop on this uh coffee land uh, thing yeah. or whatever and we all go around explore and have a good time or whatever, i can you know so. i can imagine trying to explain to my grandma this whole concept right now she's like yeah these kids are crazy yeah it seems so foreign the kids you know? are crazy it seems so foreign, but, but you like, know i think and it comes back to like ready player one i think if you read the book so like you know and have an interest you'd realize how like we're like moving inching towards that and it's not so much of a foreign concept it's like yeah we should have seen this coming like because yeah. clearly this is where we're going yeah. and coming back to the whole crypto thing i was in some shop the last day i think yeah you were with me yeah. and there was like a, a bitcoin oh, spark, machine yeah, it was like bitcoin buy, machine, bitcoin. buy bitcoin um, and it was just like what like what do i even do with this and why can't i buy it in a shop what mm-hmm. i can't buy stuff in the store with bitcoin so yeah. what's what's the point of this yeah no it's pretty interesting like the way what is the point of it uh, because the idea is eventually we want to move towards being able to use some form of cryptocurrency for transactions or it's some digital asset like even america like China's been working on their own digital, their own cryptocurrency. Mm. Um, that's why they shut down all their Bitcoin mining and everything in China. Because, really? Yeah, they're trying to create their own cryptocurrency and all these other things, and they don't obviously they don't have control over the Bitcoin and stuff like that. And then even America, I think I was reading that recently, they're working on their own. The American bank is making the Bank of America, or whatever it is, I can't remember. Um, the Federal Bank of America or something like that, because Bank of America is yeah. company. Um, they're working on their own uh, yeah. crypto. Uh, currency, digi- digital but currency. It was so. going to happen with because I know a lot of people are familiar with Bitcoin. Um, you know, I'm just looking at like, you know, my mom and like her kind of age people that I've heard talk about. They talk about Bitcoin. They're not really as familiar with any other cryptocurrencies, yeah. and they're just. It's funny hearing them because I remember it was like a while ago. Was like, oh, Bitcoin is not what it used to be. Meanwhile, like Bitcoin was way like, and then right after all of what they were saying, Bitcoin shot right up to what like a lot more than it was before. So yeah, it's like, yeah, of course. God, the little knowledge in this. But oh, it's just um, people don't have knowledge. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not out there. Um. So then, what happens when all these countries are creating like different currencies, like Bit- well, obviously, like, like you, you'll never. F- I don't think fiat currency are you gonna just overnight flip a switch gone like you can't your dollar is no good here anymore yeah no i think it's going to be obviously slow phase out like think about it like one thing i always say like to my dad and all these other and other people is like we don't use fiat currency as much anymore like it's very rare nowadays that you 
people usually have cash in hand obviously you know like obviously some communities have more but like like especially with the young ones like uh let's use dublin for an example everyone's using revolut yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like, isn't like in the u.s like venmo venmo cash app all cash those things app. so you're constantly sending people like when you get paid it goes to your bank account yeah you don't get cash no. when you take that money out to use for other things tap you here tap there you don't ever see it's just a number on the screen tap 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 it exactly it's just a number of screen going up down up down up down you don't ever actually really feel it yeah. unless you take the cash out yeah. because you have to pay for something. You know what's funny? You know? When I pay with like cash now, it's like, oh, it's not real money. It doesn't count. Because it's like, I don't see the numbers ticking, yeah, you know? You so it's just like, it's not real you know? money. So it's easier to spend it, you know? And that's the thing because you're so used to like seeing money go up, money go down, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And so like, obviously like in this day and age, like it doesn't really matter. But how do you feel about the argument of like having all this like money online happening, you know, online, um, it's tracking people and what they do and like things can, like, well, can idea, be taxed and the stuff. The idea is that it should be decentralized, that you don't know who's connected to you. But obviously, in the real world, it doesn't work that way. Like, we need to know how much you're making for tax reasons, all this, all that. So, right, right now, let's be honest, you're already being tracked. Like, your PPSN number is attached to every bank account you own. If the government really wants, they can see how much money you have everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is it's just going to become a digital version of that. Like, I mean, like uh, instead of using the fake euros that are sitting in a bank somewhere, you're using a digital number, another different digital number. So it's not really changing anything. Yeah. You know, it's not changing anything at all. It's pretty much staying the same, you know. But obviously the real thing about crypto is crypto is meant to be decentralized. It's meant to be no one knows who, one knows what. All you know is a bunch of t- ledgers talking to each other, accounts talking to each other all this stuff it's not and like you can't mm. it's not attached to anyone you know it's do you think just, it'll stay like this or do you think at one point the government will have to get involved the, the way it is cryptocurrency well the government's already putting their hands like so many the reason like right now um in this week i think it's week four of the year or whatever um um uh, 22 20 2022 like the reason the market's down right now is because a bunch of bitcoin minings around the world even have been shut down okay you know and so it's tanking the price and obviously all their financial stuff going on around the world all the political stuff but like it's tanking so like obviously the governments governments don't like bitcoin governments don't like because they can't um because it makes it harder for them to tax you because it's very easy to evade tax using these cryptocurrencies uh, sort especially if you're like not if you're not using a centralized exchange like coinbase they have no idea what how much money you have in all these cryptocurrencies right so it makes it hard and they don't like that but obviously like that's why they're trying to do something about it to make their own do whatever something whatever it may be but only time will tell us to how things like anything can happen in the next few years the space like if you're going into the cryptocurrency decentralized exchange decentralized finance and all these like web3 metaverse stuff now you are extremely early like super like the like there is people don't even know there's a building that they have to line up in front yet you know like it's so early you're guys come on get on it you know this is a tip from from our podcast to <laughs> jump on it while you're still yeah, early you know it while it's super early you know like even if you're not gonna like be out here creating empty buying empties just learn about the space so that when it starts getting hot you at least know what to do while everyone else is trying to like pick up and learn the pieces you're already ready to just start playing the game yeah i agree yeah. um well i hope that you can take that from today's podcast to dip your toe in i guess mm-hmm. um 
Thank you for your insight and all the educational things. No you've, worries. You you let us know. Um, if you have any more questions, do let us know. We'll try to discuss them on our podcast. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, I guess we can leave it off here. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh, have a good day, guys. Till next time. Peace. Peace.